0: But it was dark. I had my husband turn on my favorite worship playlist. It was just beautiful. It was a really cool experience and I think it was because I was so at the end of myself. I was so tired from that week before that I just I knew I didn't have my own strength to go on and I just I, I would say it almost had a spiritual experience in the bath at the hospital. It was really beautiful.
1: Danielle. Welcome to the birth journeys podcast. It is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional.
2: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Birth Journeys Podcast. Today we have Sharla on and she's going to be sharing her stories with us. Hi Sharla, thanks for coming on.
0: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself?
0: All right. Well, as you said, I'm Sharla. I am 38 years old. I am from Washington State. Uh, I've been married for 17 years to my husband, Colin. Um, I would say we're best friends. We also dated for five years, so we've been together a long, long time. Um, We have six kids. So my youngest is 10 months old and my oldest is 15 um, I'm a stay-at-home homeschooling mom, with the emphasis on homeschooling. <laughs> I mm-hmm. stay very, very busy running a um, homeschool group that we have out here. And yeah, I love being a mom. And I would say my my birth journey story is a story of maybe like just learning and growing more confident with each birth. I'm just the type of person that has to um, learn things hands-on. <laughs> I could have read a lot from books and heard stories from, you know, my family members, but I really have to learn my, on my own, you know, so it took me a long time, but I feel like I got to a good place.
2: Oh, good. Sometimes it's like that on the journey. <laughs> oh. So where do you like to say that your birth journey begins?
0: Um, well, honestly, probably just with my first pregnancy. Cause I just, I knew I wanted to have a family, but I wasn't. I just wasn't super interested. I didn't want to sit around listening to, you know, the stories, the all of that. I just, I don't know. I just didn't even think about it until it was my turn. And then I just dove right in.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably kind of common. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what did your, when was your first pregnancy? What did that look like?
0: So I was 22 when I first got pregnant. I got married at 21. We waited a year. Um, I'm kind of an impatient person. So I just I didn't want to wait any longer than that. But we waited a year. I was 22. Um, I didn't really I'm trying to think of like how that began. I didn't I knew I didn't want like a big family. But I was like, you know, I'm just I'm ready to have a kid. I'm kind of bored with this season of life. Um, So we got pregnant right away. It didn't take us very long at all. Um, And that would be kind of repeated throughout. The years we've never had a hard time getting pregnant. Um, and then I had him the day after I turned 23.
2: So what kind of care did you choose for your first pregnancy?
0: Um, That I just kind of dove into as well without a whole lot of research. <laughs> um, I had family members and friends that used a certain doctor um, and they all told me, oh, he's great. Um, one of the selling points was um, he will, he'll induce you if you want to be induced. Like if you just, you know, want to go early, he'll induce you. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know, you know, why I would want that, but I'll do that. Um, so I just, yeah, just, just use, you know, used him based off reviews from family and friends. Um, looking back, that's definitely not who I probably would have chosen or should have chosen. Um, he was a good doctor. He was really nice, but he was, um, yeah, just very, very um clinical, medical-minded, just, yeah. And I, and I didn't really know what to like even speak up for, for myself. So I just kind of went along with everything he told me to do.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. That's pretty normal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how was the pregnancy? Was it a pretty smooth pregnancy or did you have any issues?
0: It was very smooth. Um, I, yeah, I found out with that pregnancy that I don't really get very sick with pregnancies. I get a little tired, um, nauseous if I don't eat, but, um, overall I've actually had very good and easy pregnancies.
2: That's a blessing. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. So what was your first birth like?
0: So that was it was, it was good. I think probably right after I would have said, oh yeah, it was great. It went well. Um, looking back, there's, there was a lot that I would have changed, but it was a good start. I think, um, we, I went in the very first little twinge that I felt. I, it was immediately new, this feels a little bit different. We gotta go right now. <laughs> and it went in very early. Um, I got there, and I don't remember details as far as, like, exactly how much I was dilated or anything, but basically they just told me, you've got a ways to go. Um, And, you know, I wasn't even really in any pain. So me and my husband just walked the halls of the hospital, um, and, yeah, and I I can't even say exactly how many hours. It was a while. Um, I got my epidural pretty early, and I'm remembering I know they did put me on Pitocin, and, and I don't even remember why. It was basically just, here's your epidural, here's your Pitocin, this is what you're going to do. Um, and the epidural worked very, very well. I did feel quite a bit of um, like stinging, but as far as contraction pains, it, it was, you know, so I don't even know if I felt any sort of strong, severe contraction pains because I got the epidural so early. And I had um, a hard time pushing. I think obviously first birth, usually pushing takes longer. Um, He had a very large head, his doctor actually called him Mr. Big Head later on. Um, (laughs) But it was it was hard pushing. And the thing that really sticks out to me, and I just I really did not like is, I remember just feeling so helpless. Like I was looking up at my doctor and like almost begging him to tell me when to push. And he was kind of treating me like, like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you know? Like, okay, push with your contractions. And I'm like, just staring up at him. I felt so helpless. Like, I don't know. I can't feel them. So can you please like tell me? Just tell me when. Um, it, it was I don't know. It was just not a good feeling. It felt very out of control, very powerless. Um, obviously, then I did have him. I had a little bit of tearing. Um, but it just I, I didn't like that feeling of. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have to rely on this man, this person, to tell me what to do. And he wasn't super helpful, Hmm. if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that would be hard having it. You know, I know that epidurals are, like, a a lot of people get epidurals. And I've only had one epidural, and I could feel the pressure of each contraction. So, like, I knew when to push because of that. Mm -hmm. So, I can't imagine having... Like the feeling of not feeling anything. <laughs> like that yeah, must be was, really hard.
0: It was really strange. I mean, I've had subsequent epidurals and I haven't had that experience. I don't know what it was about that one, but yeah. um, yeah, it was just an out of control feeling and it didn't it didn't feel great.
2: Yeah. So how was your postpartum with your first?
0: Um, that was another kind of tough experience. I think it just it really shocked me and like I said, I wasn't super into learning about birth before. I didn't really, you know, take the time to sit and listen and and hear other stories, um, which I wish I would have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Breastfeeding was very, very difficult. It was a lot more painful um, than I imagined it would be. And I remember um, it was about two days after I had my first, and I really wanted to be um, Strong, I guess, and not really need help or whatever. And um, I actually hadn't slept for two days as well because I I was already nervous and I you know I need to watch him and make sure he's okay. And I just I didn't sleep for about two days. And my husband wanted to go golfing, and I wanted to be the type of wife that was like, "Yes, you should go. Yeah, I'm totally fine on my own. I'll go the two day checkup And that was a mistake. I wish I would not have done that. I ended up going to the two day checkup already feeling just so stressed and overwhelmed and anxious and breastfeeding wasn't going well. And I remember they took my blood pressure and the lady, the nurse actually threw the blood pressure cuff and called the doctor immediately. She was like, her blood pressure is so high. Um, and and I'm like, oh yeah, I I guess I I really am full of anxiety right now. (laughs) I was just trying to ignore it. And I didn't Mm. really realize that that, you know, could happen. So, um, I ended up going to the doctor and he I think he offered me something to sleep we kind of nailed it down to you really really need to sleep um I didn't end up taking it but I did then you know just focus a lot more on asking for help and um, my husband was amazing about it he, he'd always be like let me you know he loved the baby oh he was it was amazing to see him become a father and he would um, cuddle in as as much as possible and let me sleep so once I started kind of prioritizing that, I didn't end up needing any medication or anything for anxiety, but it was just took prioritizing and asking for help as needed.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how sometimes we can go into having a baby and I don't know why like I had this feeling with my second like that I was going to have a baby and then like I was just going to go back to living my normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. and it's it's funny because it was like a crazy shocking adjustment you know and i didn't like expect it, that so yeah like it's it i think if for, maybe a first, maybe that's more common with like a first baby or whatever like to not you don't know what to expect you know you can yeah. even mm-hmm. like hear this stuff but like until you go through it it's almost like you know, you're kind of like so oblivious to what the experience is going to be like when it's actually yes. here. <laughs> yes,
0: And then, you know, and when it's not all perfect and easy, you know, I just remember feeling like, what is wrong with me? Like, yeah. I can't breastfeed him. Like, I, I, why do I feel upset? I should be so happy. I just had this brand new baby. Um, I, I wish if anything, I had prepared a little bit more for that. Not yeah. like in a bad way of, you're going to feel so terrible and, and sad and breastfeeding's is going to be hard for you, but just in a informed way, like it's okay. Yeah. You're normal. You love your baby. Mm-hmm.
2: This is normal. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because it is, it is so normal to have all those weird things happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So do you want to share anything else from your first or do you want to move on to your second?
0: Um, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. Yep.
2: Okay. So how long after your first birth did you get pregnant with your second child?
0: So I obviously adjusted pretty well and quickly. I ended up absolutely loving being a mom. And I realized after him, never mind, I can have a lot of kids. I want to have a lot of kids. (laughs) So um, I think just the goal of having a large family someday was in mind. And I got pregnant when he was just under a year old. Um, Or I think I was pregnant at his first birthday. So.
2: So did you go the same route of care for that? This, the second one?
0: I didn't, I, I made a minor adjustment. <laughs> um, I still went to the same clinic. I went to a doctor, but I changed to a woman doctor. I just felt like maybe she might be more understanding if she had maybe been through birth before, um, it might be more. So, um, and I think it went a little bit better. Um, I'm trying to think of how that went. Um, oh, well, I can tell you <laughs> with her, I found out I was pregnant by my sister-in-law came over and walked out of my bathroom and I had completely forgotten. I took a pregnancy test and I had left it on the counter. I didn't think about it. I don't know why. And she walks out of the bathroom. She's like, you're pregnant. I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs>
2: That's so funny.
0: <laughs> it was Yeah, kind of a strange way to find out, but I was very excited. Um, I can't remember all of the details of my care with my second. I know I was a little bit more confident. Um, I probably asked a little bit more questions and that kind of stuff. And I, and my, I had a really good doctor. Um, she was very understanding and a little more calm, um, or like calming, I guess, than my, my first doctor. Um, so with her birth I did, I also had an epidural, uh, and her birth was kind of like a turning point for me because I realized, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to do it a little more naturally next time. So, um, do you want me to just go straight into her birth? Cause I don't have any stories of her. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
2: fine.
0: Okay. Um, hers, I think I, I waited a little bit longer with her. I'm like, I'm not going in at the first twinge. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, it was pretty quick, maybe like Four hours I was in the hospital before I uh, started pushing with her. I did get an epidural um, and it worked really well, but I still felt the contraction. So that was the big difference between the first epidural and the second. It felt good to like feel some pressure, know what was happening with my body. Um, But I remember being alone in the room and just me and my husband, and all of a sudden I felt this. The strongest contraction. I think the strongest contraction I probably ever felt with all six of my kids. Um, It it was so intense and it lasted a very very long time. It was quite painful, and even with a pretty good epidural. And I was like, "What's going on here?" So I had my husband call the nurse. She came in and she's like, "Oh, I'll check you." Um, She checked me, and by her reaction, I was like, "There's something wrong." Um, Apparently, my my bladder was very full and was. Like she, Sylvia was ready to come out, but it was blocking her, mm-hmm. um, and so they gave me this emergency catheter, just threw it in there, um, and I didn't, I didn't even realize that was a thing that could happen, mm-hmm. and um, immediately after the catheter, I just started pushing, and she was born. Um, she came out pretty quickly.
2: So, how was your postpartum with, with her?
0: Um, so that was what kind of you know that scared me a little bit. I didn't know that could happen. I had a lot of soreness um and I think it was from that um I'm just shoving that catheter out there yeah. um I had a lot of soreness. I had a lot of clotting um like very large clots that i don't I don't actually know where clotting. Do you have any information on that?
2: Uh, no, not really uh-uh. <laughs>
0: it was just very alarming. It was, um, it scared me a lot. There were just these huge clots and I would feel so faint and weak after they passed. Um, Once we got home, I had really bad headaches and just a horrible back pain from where the epidural was placed. Um, And I remember telling a friend after like, I think that's, I don't want to do an epidural again. Like I've had two not so great experiences and I just, I want to feel in control next time. I don't want to have weird things like, I can't feel my bladder blocking the baby, you know, like, it was just um, probably a more of a turning point with me. But her, as far as postpartum with her, it went pretty well. I've always had a good deal of postpartum anxiety, nothing um, too horrible, but I kind of just started coming to expect it after birth. Mm Mm-hmm. But that yeah, after after postpartum after her was kind of a blur because all of a sudden I had two kids and was a lot busier than I had been before. So
2: Yeah. Yeah, that adjustment from one to two is probably like or it is like ooh, <laughs> it's different.
0: It was it was very surprising to me. I was yeah. like, oh wow. Like I think maybe this is real motherhood now, like this is a lot. Yeah. But it was good in the um, – I don't regret having them closer in age. They um, grew to be just best friends, and oh. it was really sweet to watch. So.
2: Yeah. I think when you're in the thick of, like, the toddler stage, it's, like, really hard to have, you know, two little ones close like mm-hmm. that. But that's the thing – because, like, I'm in the thick of it right now, but I'm, like, I know yep. – like, they're just starting to get to the point where they're, like – starting to be friends and I'm like, okay, this Mm -hmm. was why it was worth it. (laughs) You know, you just gotta wait a little bit for that to be like, okay, yay, this is why we did this. (laughs) Exactly. Honestly,
0: I I am here to say it keeps getting better. I have no good. I love it. I love having older kids. I love having teenagers. They come with their own um hardships, I guess, but they're they're so fun and I love having them. So yeah. Um then with my third I decided, okay, I think I'm going to um, go to a midwife now, I, I think I'm ready to do that. So I'm like, let, yeah, I, it took me a long time to just slowly take baby steps towards what I wanted. And I had to, I know I had to experience, um, you know, the pros and cons of both. But mm-hmm. I decided to go to um, our midwives out here that delivered at the hospital so um and i think that was all my kids have been about two years apart except for my last two so um yeah i went to the midwives with piper and i had a really good experience i I really liked how um my visits felt more um just like visits like we were just chatting and they felt like they had more time for me um the the con, I guess, with delivering at the hospital with midwives is you weren't guaranteed to get your midwife that you had seen. And I'm pretty sure with almost all of my um, midwife births, I always end up with someone different than that gave me my care. But thankfully, I liked them all. So it was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was my first non-epidural birth and um, or non-medicated birth, I guess you could say. And it was kind of cool because I remember I, I waited as long as I possibly could with her. I was like, I'm going to labor at home. And I remember feeling so good. I was like stretching and doing squats. And anyways, um, so yeah, once I got to the hospital, I remember the the nurses were actually like very surprised. Like, oh my goodness, I think I was dilated to seven or something. And they were like, oh yeah, you're ready. Okay, let's get you back there. Um, she was born pretty quickly. The only thing... That sticks out, I think, is I remember coming home and still being in so much shock at how different the birth was and how I guess I'll just be honest, how painful it was, non-medicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was it was fine. I there was no complications, and I felt so good afterwards. But I just remember, like almost like a like a just a shell shocked feeling. Like wow,
2: like mm-hmm. that.
0: That's what it's like. Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. So during that first unmedicated birth, did you at all during the um, labor, like, feel tempted to ask for an epidural or did you feel like you coped?
0: No, no. I feel like at that point I was very confident in what I wanted. um, And it was really fast. And I think that's been a blessing with all of my um, unmedicated births is they were so fast that there really wasn't time to change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember I talked to the nurses into not giving me an IV with her. I was like, I'm not getting anything, so can I just not get an IV at all? And for some reason, they agreed. I haven't actually had them agree after that, <laughs> but they agreed. And um, it was kind of neat. It was just neat to be totally free. Um, I didn't try the bath with her at all because it was so quick. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I just had a good experience with it being not medicated.
2: Yeah. And so what about your recovery? You said you did notice a difference. What was, what do you, or, or did you notice a difference, I guess? Maybe you didn't say that.
0: Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I did. I, I know, I felt better. I felt more energetic. I felt, um, I mean, and it could have just been, you know, coming from, this is now my third. I have a little bit more confidence. I'm not quite so scared of the newborn stage. I, I still had, you know, some of the anxiety. It's always lasted like almost exactly six weeks to the day for me. So I know I just, I got to get through these six weeks. I can do it. Um, But the one thing that came with her birth, and it could have been how fast it was, how intensely I was pushing because I, I, you know, I got to the point where I was just like, I remember screaming, like, get this baby out of me. Um, It came with hemorrhoids. And so that was actually probably the biggest pain I had Mm. to deal with um, postpartum with her was just. Really painful hemorrhoids. Um, that was no fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder like, obviously, there's a correlation between birth and hemorrhoids. And I'm like, I wonder, I mean, obviously, like pushing, that makes sense. But it's like, it's crazy that just like that one little blip of, you know, pushing out a baby can do that. Like, I don't really get it. <laughs> like, well, maybe I need to, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think that some people are more prone to them. Okay. Um, and before i had her i knew that was going to be an issue you know just having pressure all the time and um i you know i learned actually what i took away from that is just be so careful about what you're eating before you go into labor just try to make sure you're not eating anything too constipating because that will um that will help with it but and i know for me um one thing that i took away from that and i really wanted to focus on for the next one was just calming myself down when it came to transition, mm-hmm. um, the transition in labor where, you know, I, I went just absolutely crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I'm having these painful contractions. I'm strong. I can do this. And then all of a sudden that transition happens and I was uh, just psycho, <laughs> like mm-hmm. screaming my head off and pushing with all my might. And I was like, I want it to be calmer next time. So I think with the next one, that is what I tried to focus on. So. Um, with my fourth, I was going back to those the midwives that I had gone to. I really liked them, had a great experience. It was really neat to, um, I could take my littles in with me and they were so sweet to them and, um, you know, kind of involved them and in feeling baby's heartbeat and helping measure mommy's tummy. It was really sweet. So um, two years later, we had our fourth and... It was almost the same experience as with the third, it, you know, and I was really like, you know, taking notes here. Like, this is what I'm going to do different this time. And, you know, um, but I did the same thing where I waited as long as I could before I went in. His birth was really quick as well. Um, I did get an IV that time, but it wasn't it didn't really bug me a whole lot. Um, I spent some time in the bath with him and I couldn't deliver in the bath because my midwife wasn't on call. I think a midwife had to be there to deliver in the tub. And I remember, I mean, it felt good enough where I remember being very mad <laughs> at the um, at the nurse who told me, sorry, you're not gonna be able to deliver in the tub. And she, this is terrible, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> but she was helping me out of the tub and I just like kind of gripped her arm really tight just to show her, I am so mad at you <laughs> for making this <laughs> Kind of embarrassing for him, <laughs> but. It's
2: funny.
0: but yeah, he um the the same thing ended up happening with him with the transition. I just went wild, and I think I screamed some bad words, and my husband was very surprised. Um, but I couldn't quite get there where I could like calm myself during transition to slowly push and help. I just pushed with wild abandon and um yeah, I would say same recovery with him. I was, you know, it was good. I felt the energy, but I, the hemorrhoids were probably even worse that time. Yeah.
2: Oh. So when, with your natural births, um, did you like wait for the urge to push or did you like get checked in the, oh, you're 10 centimeters, it's time to push. Or was it just like your body told you it's time?
0: I would say my, yeah, for sure. My body told me it was time. I, I was, I remember I, I felt like I did a really good job at staying in control on top of the contractions. Um, and I felt very confident. I remember kind of being like telling the nurses, like, you just don't mind me. I'll do my own thing here. Um, and so it always surprised me when transition happened. And I just kind of go crazy because I was really confident I felt on top of the, the contractions. Um, so, yeah definitely kind of just relied on my my body to tell me what to do yeah
2: yeah I think that's one thing that I love about the going unmedicated is that it does feel like you can like trust your body a little bit more um because you're feeling all the things you know like Mm -hmm. yeah I think that it it does help a lot to to go that way yep yeah so how was your recovery
1: (laughs)
0: um my recovery with him was good. I was, you know, I think I was just so busy. I that was my my fourth and they were all pretty young and I was just a busy mom. Um I did have some of that anxiety. Um but it it wasn't probably as bad at that point.
1: Sorry, I had to get a cough drop.
2: Um so with your anxiety, were you able to just kind of just fight through it was it like just for a little while or did it did you deal with it for like a extended period of time
0: nope it was it was always six weeks it was always exactly okay. six weeks i think with him i probably i think i took some herbal supplements i can't even remember exactly what they were um but yeah all the time with all of them i just you know what got me through was knowing i can do this i can do this for six weeks i can do this mm-hmm. for six weeks um yeah and- you know, Maybe that, I don't know if that was a mental thing or, or what that was, but it was always right at six weeks, I, I would have a moment, like maybe I'd, you know, I'd be taking a shower and be like, oh my goodness, I feel a lot more like myself. Um, mm-hmm. so I just knew I had to get through those those first six weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so did you have anything else from that one or do you want to go to the next?
0: Um, I think I'm ready to go to the next. Okay. Um. so that was uh silas so we waited three years um, rather than the two i probably was just pretty busy and i was like let's wait a little bit longer mm-hmm. um, and with him i had my first experience with false labor so um, went back to the same midwives um, it was a good pregnancy throughout but um, towards the end they didn't give me exact details they basically just told me Oh, you know, he's looking kind of tilted in there um, and come to find out later, I think his, his head was like stuck on my, my pubic bone. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the tilt was. I actually tried to look it up to look at my medical records to see if there was a name for wh- what kind of tilt it was, but he was just tilted in there. Um, and I had false labor for a week and it was a nonstop week. It was like, I couldn't sleep um and it was just it was horrible because i was i had been really confident like oh i know exactly that first twinge um of when this contraction is different from the brexton hicks i've been having so i know exactly when to go like i felt very confident that i knew you know when it would be and whatnot and um with him it, it was very emotionally exhausting it was just a week of I know for a fact I'm in labor, but he can't come out. Like, what do I do? Um, I think my midwives gave me some sort of exercises, you know, like hip twirling and, you know, laying on the couch upside down, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know what ended up working, but finally I got to a point where I had one just very painful contraction. That was probably my first one where I was not confident at all that I could make it to the hospital in time. Um, I was like slightly out of control by the time we left the house. I remember just trying to get down the hall and it just hurt so bad. And I was exhausted from that, that week of false labor. Um, but we did make it, we made it in time. And, um, He was probably the quickest one. And I can't even, I couldn't even give you exact, I mean, it might've been an hour and a half or something, maybe an hour after we got to the hospital that he was born. Um, But I was in a lot more pain probably by the time we got to the hospital. I do remember I did have enough time to sit in the bath. I think they were trying to like slow down my contractions or something. And I remember having a moment where I was in the bath and the room was dark. And I knew I wasn't going to give birth in the bath. I was like, I'm not getting my hopes up with that again. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, But it was dark. I had my husband turn on my favorite um, worship playlist. And I had, um, it was just beautiful. It was a really cool experience. And I think it was because I was so at the end of myself. I was so tired from that week before that I just, I knew I didn't have my own strength to go on. And I just I would say it almost had a spiritual experience in the bath at the hospital. It was really beautiful. Um, And one thing I did with him, I remember I'm like, I'm going to stay calm until the last moment. And I remember telling myself, um, I think I'd heard it on a podcast or something, but telling myself each contraction is a tight hug, bringing me closer to seeing my baby. Mm. And it sounds cheesy, but it really, really helped. It was really good. a good way to calm me down and really just kind of get me in the moment realizing why I'm doing this why am I going through so much pain like I get to meet my baby it was really sweet
2: Hmm. yeah it's those those little mind things work (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I don't care how cheesy they might sound like they legit work (laughs) they really do
0: It, it really calmed me um Still with pushing with him, uh, it was quite intense and um, whatnot. But um, it was really good. I did, of course, ended up with the hemorrhoids again. Mm -hmm. And one thing that stuck out to me was a nurse in the hospital um, who had to check me or something was like, oh, honey, this is terrible. She's like, just so you know, she's like an epidural might help with that. And that really stuck in my head. I wasn't even sure if I was having more kids, but that stuck in my head like, really, have I really been doing, like having this extreme pain, like, I mean, it would last like 10 days. And I was like, just give me labor. Give me labor. This would be better. Labor would be better than this horrible pain because you don't know when it's going away and you don't get a baby at the end of it. You already got your baby. You already got your mm-hmm. prize. Like there's prize for hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. It was a bad experience. And I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and I'm like, I haven't heard a whole lot um, of experiences quite, like mine with the hemorrhoids. So I'll be coming in with the hemorrhoids information.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what's considered like bad, bad, you know, because, but like I get them with each pregnancy and each baby. And for sure, like I battle with them for months and months and months after having a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I try every, I try all the medications. I try the, I've tried essential oils. I've tried homeopathic medicine. Like, I am trying everything to get rid of yes. these bad boys because it is, it's horrible. And it's, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's such a pain, literally.
0: <laughs> it is such a pain.
2: Oh, um, yeah.
0: I know there's like surgery you can do, but I've heard that the surgery is even worse. But for me, it's something that it's been an intense, horrible pain for about three weeks after birth. And then it does get more manageable after that. But, um, but that definitely stuck with me. And uh, like I said, I wasn't, we weren't even sure we were gonna have more. We had five kids. It felt like a lot of kids, Um, but, and he was such an enjoyable baby. I'm thinking like, this almost should be my last. You should end on a really good note because he was just the sweetest baby and the little three-year break versus the two-year break um, just felt needed. And I don't know, it was a really good experience, but um, some time passed and we decided, ah, maybe one more, just one more. Um, I got pregnant and I was very excited. It was, I, I think he was, Almost five when I got pregnant again. So that was a very long break, or it might have been four. Um, but I was very scared. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this again. Like, this is, you know, is a lot. And I've had this big long break. What's this going to be like? And I ended up having a miscarriage. Hmm. And that was my first miscarriage. And it was, it was very hard. It was, so difficult i remember afterwards um like i had been i was like laying on my bathroom floor i was puking i was blacking out as i was passing the baby and the first thing i did which is really strange but the first thing i did is i called or i texted my sister and i was like i am so sorry i i actually might cry a little bit (laughs) i did not realize how hard a miscarriage could be even i mean i was only seven eight weeks pregnant and I just didn't know, like, I didn't realize, not even just so much the pain or whatever, because it was, you know, it was a very small claw, it wasn't terrible, but just the emotional pain that you go yeah. through. And she had had about, I think, two miscarriages and, you know, I had tried to be supportive and whatever. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really hard and that that really made me realize, like, no, like, we, we need another baby. But our family is not complete. We need another baby. Um, that yeah, it was just a harder experience than I imagined the miscarriage would be, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I don't think you fully understand or can kind of grasp or wrap your head around it until you go through it yourself, you know. Um, because I think it's easy to be like, well, you know, you're only seven weeks long or eight weeks long, you know, it's you know, like yeah, it's a baby, but it's not like you were feeling the flutters and, you know, all the things, but it's, it's like you, the moment that you find out you're pregnant, you know, you're attached and you fall in love with that baby. And then it's just like, you know, you're immediately planning and, you know, oh, you know, starting to think about all your favorite names and all the things. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, just kidding. It's over. There's no Mm -hmm. baby. Like we're not well, not there. Not that there's no baby, but is not coming. You know baby's what I not mean? Not there anymore. Yeah, yeah
0: I coming. think for me it really made me like appreciate like the miracle that life is. Like, yeah. like you know, I am um, pro life, and you know I've always said that. But like to me, it just it made me sad. Like there's so many babies that are are purposely killed. Like yeah. I I don't know. It just it just made me realize like the sanctity of life and the miracle yes. of life. And it just, yeah. it was, it was a crazy experience. But, um, but yeah, definitely made me realize like, no, we, we need one more. We, we want to have another baby. Yeah. Um, and I think my husband too, like, yes, yeah. we really, really wanted this, even though it was a little bit scary. Um, try again after five years and I was 37 and, um, I was a little bit scared because, you know, that was when you started having to do the, um, you know, extra appointments. I think I had a little more ultrasounds. They ended up doing um, a blood test because, uh, I don't know, they just advised me to do a blood test to check for any sort of um, um, abnormalities or whatever. So I ended up doing the the NIPT blood test and um, that one checks for like um, chromosomal abnormalities. Um, it also you can tell the gender when you do that. I think it was like 12 weeks at that time. Um, I did the test because I really wanted to um, prepare. If there was any issues or anything, I just wanted to prepare and just, you know, maybe even more prepare my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously wouldn't have done, wouldn't have changed a thing no matter what the, the test um, results came back as, but they came back good and clear. And we found out we were having a baby boy. Um, I have, well, this four boys and two girls. So I was a little bit like, oh man, I wanted one more girl. But mm. um, uh, obviously once we had him, any of that disappointment went away. And I can say, I think boys are easier than girls in my opinion. <laughs> But yeah, so that pregnancy was really good. I think I kind of prepared for it to be very hard, Um, you know, just my body maybe not being able to keep up like it did when I was younger. But I can't say I had any of those kind of issues. I had a lot of energy. Um, We were working on basically homesteading. We were preparing our land to build and we were living on our land the whole pregnancy. And um, I felt like I had a great amount of energy. I was driving tractors around and gardening and doing all of that. so it was a good pregnancy, no issues. Probably, maybe I was a little more tired towards the end, but I think that might've had more to do with the hard work I was doing. So um, with his birth, I had already decided, you know what, I am not going through hemorrhoids again. If, if an epidural can help at all, I'm getting an epidural, I don't even care. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so I did, I had made up my mind I was gonna do that and whatever, whatever, Came, I was going to do that and so I was a little bit worried about getting to the hospital in time because I just knew like I am relying on this epidural so that I don't have to go with hemorrhoids postpartum and you know I probably had too many hopes too high of hopes but um so with him it was a little bit different I was um I was actually Christmas shopping when I first felt my first contraction he was due December um uh I think it I don't know december 20th or something ended up having him december 18th but i was christmas shopping and i was able to finish my very last um gift i needed to purchase and all of a sudden the attraction started kind of intensifying um but they were never regular and i actually i left this out with my um with the last birth with silas they never became regular either like they'd go 20 minutes then they'd go three minutes and then they'd go 10 minutes and then they'd go 15. And then they'd stop completely. And then they'd start back up an hour later. It was really weird. Um, and I don't know what that was, but so I had a, it was a little bit of a harder time. I just had to kind of judge by like pain that I was feeling Mm -hmm. like, okay, the pain is getting more intense. So it might be time to go in. Um, but with, with Ezra, with my last, I really wasn't even in a whole lot of pain. All I knew was I'm doing an epidural this time. (laughs) So, um, I, we went in and we, I remember dropping my kids off at my mother-in-law's and being like, this is, this is my sixth baby. And this is actually really embarrassing. I don't know if I should be going in or not. Like, <laughs> like I, it was really odd. It was just a strange experience, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyways, because you know, they might be 30 minutes apart and then two minutes apart, but they're intense enough. Something's going to happen. Um and it was really funny. I remember getting to the hospital and I really wanted them to, um, let me stay. So I like, I almost kind of, um, over-dramatized the pain that I was in a little bit. <laughs> I remember standing there being like, oh yeah, yeah, it hurts so bad. It's so painful <laughs> when it really wasn't and they were stopping and I'm like, what is going on here? I don't know. Um, but they, but they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, yeah, come on in, you know, whatever." They, I think it was kind of a slow night there or something. So, um, I was there for probably about an hour, and in the contractions were still doing the same thing. And I don't think they were even monitoring them at that time. Um, and the nurse came in. I got a lot of care. I think, yeah, they must have been really slow that night because she just kept coming in, and I just, you know, we would just chat away. And she's like, "You should just get your epidural. Are you ready for your epidural?" And I, I really, up to that point, really had not had a painful contraction. But I was so, like, this was the depth of my fear of the pain <laughs> that I was like, yep, yeah, I'll just do it. I'll do it. So I can say his birth from start to finish was completely painless. Like, I mean, period, crap level. It was really strange. Wow. I got the other door. I slept um, for probably about four hours, woke up and... Um, they were like, oh, you know, maybe we might need to break your waters or something. I, you know, kind of speed things along. And I reached down and I felt wet and I told them, no, pretty sure my water's broken. And they were like, no, they checked. They're like, no, it's not. And I was like, yep, it actually totally is. And I was like, just so you know, like when my waters break, like the baby's coming. And they were like, okay. So they, she checks again. She's like, oh yeah, you're right. The baby is coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it was it was a great experience. It was like mm. it wasn't painful, but I knew when to push. Um, I had enough pressure to know when to push. He came right out, and um, and my Christmas gift was no hemorrhoids. It was amazing.
1: Wow, it worked.
0: It actually worked, wow, and I think you know so that was nice. the first time where my, I, I just pushed so calmly. Like I mean, I'm not. I did have bad experiences with epidurals, but that was the perfect experience with an epidural wow. it was amazing
2: huh that's that is amazing it's funny because when you said that about the nurse and her mentioning um an epidural might help like in my mind i was like no that's going to make it worse because uh-huh. I feel like when I had epidural, it's like the drugs like constipate you, you know, because it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's like opiates or whatever. And so I was like thinking like, oh, but then you like get all, you know, constipated from the drugs then. And then like I, I, I got hemorrhoids after having epidural, and, like after the fact, you know. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, no way, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm so shocked that it actually did.
0: <laughs> I know. So I'm like, I almost feel bad to say that because, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was... A miracle maybe it was an anomaly I don't know but it, it worked I don't know how it worked but it worked yeah. and it was really amazing it was oh, so amazing to have a postpartum recovery where I really I, I had like no pain like I wasn't mm. sore at all and um, zero hemorrhoids so I don't know yeah. I don't want to give advice to others and say if you get an <laughs> epidural you won't get them because maybe you will I don't know but it worked for me so
2: yeah huh. that's so interesting I would love to, like, figure out, like, why, you know, what what it was that made it that way. It's so interesting. I don't know.
0: I, I think, for me, the the reason why I got them so badly was my, like, intensity and kind of wildness and just, like, get this baby out of me in yeah. pushing. And I think I just overdid it, probably. So maybe that's why the epidural <laughs> worked for me because like, I didn't have that experience. It was just so, and I also didn't have the experience that I had with my first, where I was like, just begging the doctor to tell me when to push and what to do because I didn't know. Um, yeah, yeah, it just worked out really great. So I, I got to end on a high note, I think.
2: Yeah. I love that. I'm so glad that you were able to, to not have to deal with that and have like a nice, calm, peaceful birth and, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. So was your recovery... I mean, obviously, it must have been easier then because you didn't have the hemorrhoids.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was um, a, a pain-wise a lot easier. He had probably the most difficulty breastfeeding than any of my kids. At one point, he was two weeks old, and he um, just stopped eating like oh. completely. He went on a, on a nursing strike, and it was awful. And I oh. had to take him into lactation, and they just they were terrible. They, they treated me like I was starving my baby. And I was like, I've been to lactation. Like I've been doing everything. I've been pumping. I've been, he eats nonstop. He just, I don't know what it was. He, I mean, possibly they checked him for tongue ties. And they said like, I think three different people checked him for tongue ties and he didn't have a tongue tie. Um, I don't know what it was. I ended up having to start supplementing with formula. Um, but he's 10 months old and we're still breastfeeding, um, mainly just at night. He basically nurses all night long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably he's getting most of his um, nutrition from formula during the day. So I kind of had to give up on that one. I, I don't know what went wrong there, but.
2: Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I've heard of people talk about nursing strikes before, but I've never experienced one. So I don't really know like. Let that that was
0: now. my first I think with with the with Silas the birth before him I did have a little trouble basically giving him enough. He's a giant boy. He's huge <laughs> my husband's really tall and he's just a tall guy like him um, And I don't know if it, maybe I had a hard time just making enough for him So he ended up having to supplement a little bit all my other ones were breastfed um, almost completely but um yeah, with Ezra, it just did not work out. It was really, really difficult. I tried for a very long time, did all the things, um, but he ended up having to mainly switch over to formula. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, that happens sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel like if you, if if your expectations are maybe lower, your expectations <laughs> might yeah. be the advice that I give to to newer moms. Like, you know, it's okay. You're not a failure. If you can't breastfeed, you're not a failure. If you have to get an epidural, like it healthy baby in the end is what matters.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that it's wise to, you know, to have, to prepare and plan and know like what you'd prefer, but to Mm -hmm. also be open-minded and, know that sometimes things have to have to change or switch or emergencies can happen you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not like I think I really set myself up for failure with my second birth like I was determined to have this all-natural magical like breathe my baby out like Mm pain-free I don't know what I was all expecting but when none of that happened and i got epidural and i did all the things and i was so disappointed in myself and i think that's why i had such bad i mean i was treated poorly in birth as well like by the doctor and stuff but um but yeah i think when when all of my expectations came crumbling to the ground it was so much harder on me you know Mm -hmm. in the the afterwards because yeah. you know it's just sometimes you know yeah you do need to to just get the epidural <laughs> just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, that, if that's what's going to make you have a, a better birth or more peaceful then do it. You're it not it's failure. not failure.
0: You're not a yeah, failure. Not. Um, I do think just coming from someone that has had all hospital births and I've had really great experiences in the hospital I think the biggest thing for me is just being more confident. I think that that really changed things for me being able to speak up for myself, um, taking it, you know, just asking, I guess, if you want something, ask for it. Uh, We do live in a more, um, maybe like hippie area on the, in the Mm -hmm. Pacific Northwest. So our hospitals are very, um, already more naturally minded I mean there was a few things I think even with Ezra where I was like really like that's a thing you do oh they don't bathe the babies after after birth they're like nope we don't bathe them at all it's good for them to be covered in burnnex so I was like oh I
1: absolutely
0: love that so it could be my area but I've had really great experiences with um, with my midwives and, and they've always been very um, open to to what I want but I think mm-hmm. just with each birth I just got more confident. I was able to say no, I don't want that, or yes, I do, or you know, whatever. Um, I think just being able to speak up for yourself and not being scared and not thinking, you know, like, oh, they know better than me, so I can't say what I want. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. I I've, I've heard like like people say like that a doctor will say, don't don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree, and it's like, well. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes your, you know, your medical degree just doesn't quite jive with my lifestyle or like exactly. what I prefer to myself. And like, I'm smart enough to where I know that I can like look something up and know what is true and like, you know, mm-hmm. what's fact mm-hmm. and what's not. And
0: well, and know, a lot some, of it, you know, you're basing it off your experience, you know, yes, you know what happened exactly. with you and you know what you want. And mm-hmm. um I mean, obviously not like we just said, don't you know, you're not a failure if you don't get what you want, but Um, but yeah, I think that made all the difference for me with hospital births was just being confident. And, um, I think the other big thing for me is I've been to home births. I love them. I think they're beautiful and wonderful, but I am not a person who can relax when I'm at home. I Mm. being home, I'm a homebody. It gives me energy and I just want to work and I want to do projects. And so I think I needed those few days in the hospital to just totally relax and be served and, Um, I knew I wouldn't, I couldn't do that at home. I knew that the the second the midwives left, I'd be jumping out of bed trying to, you know, I don't know, paint a dresser or something.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a totally valid reason, you know, to to go that route then. (laughs) And I have friends like that, that are like, you know, had really bad hospital experiences and I'm like, dude, do it at home. Like, I promise you it's going to be so much better. And they have that same outlook of like, but honestly, I don't think I can because like, I, same thing. Like, I don't think I can just relax and like, you know, whatever. And so I think she opted going for a, to a birth center or something, but. um Oh yeah. yeah that would be yeah. a so, good you
0: know, compromise if you had a bad experience at hospitals.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with you know, going that route. And I think that, like you said, that confidence, if you have the confidence to know what you want, what you don't want, and you have the ability to, you know, speak up and speak for yourself and, you know, the confidence to decline things or whatever, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's going to make all the difference, you know? And I think that as long, you know, as long as you have a supportive staff, you know, some, some like hospitals or medical, Facilities like won't let you decline things, and if you have to fight yeah. for that, then that's not going to be good, you know. But if you yeah. have, if you're in a, a practice that supports the mom and supports mm-hmm. mother's choice and supports informed consent, um, then totally, I think that that's yeah. a great option. Totally, yeah. Oh, okay, well, did you have anything else that you wanted to share? Do you feel like you covered everything?
0: No, I feel like I covered everything. That was a lot to go over with six kids.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did great. Cool. Well, um, did you have any resources that you used um, to prepare for any of your
1: births?
0: Um, no, I don't think nothing, like nothing that I could like definitively say. I read this and this was great. So, no.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, you're... You're like a hands-on, you learn as you go. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, you were your resource. That's awesome. Cool. And um, you did say that, you know, what you would tell, like, a, a new mom, um, but that's usually my last question. Like, if you wanted to give one piece of advice to a new mom, um, like, what's one thing that's, like, a must-know that she should do, like, in going into her first birth?
0: Well, yeah, I I guess. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it depends on on if you're going to have a hospital birth. I would, number one, be open to things maybe not going exactly how you want them to. But number two, I think the biggest thing would just be speaking up for yourself. If you don't like something, say something. um, Be strong. I know it can be really hard. Maybe um, have someone with you that can be strong if you're not able to be strong because it's kind of an uh, emotional time for a woman, you know, you feel obviously very vulnerable, but, um, I always wanted to be alone. So I was like, you know what, if I, if it's just going to be me and my husband, um, I'm either going to have to tell him what to say, or I'm going to have to learn what I want to say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share your stories and, you know, all the things that you went through along the way. And, how you had that confidence to speak up and use your voice and Yeah, I loved I loved hearing that all about your journey.
1: Thank you. That was fun. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were encouraged in some way through this story. As a reminder, please rate and review our podcast, and you can connect with us on social media at Birth Journeys Podcast. For more information or to share your own story, please visit birthjourneyspodcast.com and fill out the brief questionnaire. See you next time.